0: to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Oh, what a strike, Club America! Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Goal. Now let's hit the field and start the show. America! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our lady-centric episode where we talk all things America Feminine. We're going to be recapping that 3-0 victory at home at the Estadio Azteca against, uh, who was it again, AJ? Puebla. Puebla? Uh, Look, so many games going on at the same time, just all over the place. But we're going to be recapping that 3-0 victory over uh, Puebla. We're going to be previewing the upcoming match against Queretaro away on the road at the Corregidora and uh, of course we're going to be giving you guys all the latest updates in and around the world of Coapa for our ladies and you guys have already heard me introduce him, but today joining me as always is my co-host none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ my man how are you?
1: Um, doing good very excited to talk about America Feminine. Um, we're on a hot streak so far two games into the season two wins and can't be angry actually.
0: Can't complain about it whatsoever. And Chris Rivera saying, bless you, AJ, as he saw that you were uh, definitely sneezing there. Or maybe he was just saying, bless you, because he wants you to be blessed. Either way, Gracias. you think that. There you go. Um, Yeah, on, on a bit of a hot streak. But again, it's the start of the season. I don't want anyone to get carried away. It's two home games. um, But ultimately... Three points on both of those six points sitting at the top of the table at the moment, AJ. But again, still too early to kind of get our hopes up in regards to what the season is going to paint out to. But uh, so far, so good, AJ.
1: Everything's good. Can't wait. Can't wait to see um, how we're going to play against Canetro. But I'd say it'd be a very interesting game.
0: Definitely. Definitely. All righty then. Well, let's talk about the good and a little bit of the bad in regards to that game against Puebla at the Estadio Azteca. AJ, you were the most fortunate out of all of us to really watch and dive into this game. What it, what stood out from you in this game in regards to maybe the prior one where we ended up winning 2-1 against Santos at home on Sunday this Friday game? What stood out? What was a little bit different? What did, uh you know, the ladies do a little bit different on, on this game that they didn't that they maybe didn't do so much in the first one.
1: Um, they just really didn't give any breathing space to Puebla at all. While Puebla did have um four shots on target, really. It just seems like those shots just weren't too much of an issue for Anita Mashay to really stop. No long shots this time. So that's a good thing. Um, just everything else from there, the defense just looked really secure throughout the that entire game, they just seemed to be like a fortress while a breakaway maybe happened here and there. They just, the public can never get to the box in time without seeing one or two defenders trying to go at them, which is really good to see. And just the amount of possession and shots that we were having as well was really good to see from America. They just kept taking shots after shots after shots, found great opportunities throughout the entire match. We got three goals in this one. We got a clean sheet. and just very great. We just seemed well orchestrated compared to that first game against Santos eh, just because of the mistake. And it seems like in this game, lots and no mistakes were made in this match against Puebla.
0: And I think that's something we talked about coming into this game is that we wanted to have a much well-rounded game in the defense side of things and in the midfield. And it looked like it happened, right? Uh, it, it, Carrington really wanted to, this team to be a possessive side and really a, a team that, you know, ultimately defended it, defended themselves with the ball, having possession, making the other team work for it. And for the looks of it, we got some of that against Puebla in this matchup. Now, what's interesting to me is, and I'll ask you this question because I am interested to hear what your take on it on this is. Defensively, did you think we had a sharper game than the one we did against Santos. I know you mentioned that we didn't really give much of a breathing room, but how did you see the defense in the total to this one? I mean, we get the clean sheet, we get the shutout in comparison to, you know, the, the prior week to that where we give away that wonder goal from 30 yards out. Again, Santos, what, you know, what, what struck differently in this matchup for you in the defense?
1: It just seems that they were just well placed. They just they communicate with another with a well coordinated. They there was never a point really where just one of the players were just either slightly out of position or anything like that. It just seems like because they didn't make a mistake like they did against Santos Laguna with that long shot, it just seems like they just look more calm and comfortable, especially when they're not tracking under pressure, just having players just going right to them left and right. Like by that and this game around just Look very solid. That's why you just like to see from a defense like this. And I'd say it's one of the top five defenses in this league, in my in my opinion. With that back four, you don't really have much to worry about. I'd say in my opinion, and just in this game, is just what's different compared to um, the game against Santos. They just re- were really at their best at peak, and that's like something you would like to see from this back four throughout the rest of the season.
0: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, AG, but this was the same starting eleven that we got in the first jornada, correct? So I think that's the most peculiar thing about this is because in the defense side of things, you want to continuously have the same players in and around themselves as long as you can to build chemistry. And I think we actually saw some of that um building within Janelli Farias and Jocelyn who already have played with each other but under this new system. Um and, and the fullbacks really doing their work. I think uh who was it Luna on the right on the left hand side excuse mm-hmm. me. I thought she was very much you know from the bits and pieces that I got to see here because of unfortunately you know I was at work. I couldn't re- really see but from the things I got to see, you know it's it struck me as something good, something positive. Now I know it's Harrington, but KJ instead about Carrington, it's just going so well with me in the podcast that I'm just gonna bout this And he's going to be called Carrington from now on. Um, But it sounds like he's getting the message across. Maybe not so much in Spanish, but as far as the language of football, he's starting to ingrain in these ladies what he wants. Now, again, I don't want us to get ahead of ourselves. It's only the first two matches. And looking at the opponents that we had, you know, it's not to say that we are, you know, All of a sudden, title contenders, because I don't think we're just there just yet, right? No no discredit to Santos and definitely no discredit to Puebla, but they aren't your weakest, uh, your weakest. I mean, they are your weakest oppositions in comparison to your Tigres, your Rayadas, your Chivas. But as I say that, it's also important to ingrain and instill you know, the fundamentals of what your tactics have to be in matches like this, where maybe the rival gives you a little bit more of a leeway, a little bit more respect, and you're capable of capitalizing on that. So I think on that end, kudos to the ladies for doing what they had to do. And as far as, uh, you know, I'm going to say Harrington, but Carrington, whatever the case may be, uh, I like the fact that he kept the same starting 11. AJ, what about you?
1: Um, yes, that's very good because we are not playing musical chairs anymore like we did in prior seasons where you only would see that starting 11 for the first game, and then the second week, you get a completely starting 11. And just reading from one of the comments here, how uh, Ivan's mentioned that you see more of it than the last turn? Yes, because if it, as the saying goes, if Aim broke, don't fix it. And same with this game, for us, for being our starting 11 for two games. And I think the last time we've done that, I think ooh, it's got to be at least maybe a couple seasons ago, actually, where we see a consistent starting 11. And I like this. Keep it this way.
0: Yeah, no, and and Ivan's right. I think, you know, in two matches, you saw a lot more identity than you did in in the last tenure of Cuellar. And so it speaks volumes. And I think you're starting to see some of these ladies enjoy some of their football a little bit more. Uh, One player I want to signal out is one of the goal scorers, Cassandra Cuevas, kind of coming into that role of the center midfielder that we kind of. All had a little bit of hesitant and doubts whenever Koyer did put her there. But again, she's kind of growing into that position and sometimes is even much more up on the more on the offensive side of the pitch than you would imagine her to be. I mean, you know, you see the goal that she scores and obviously it does wonders for her confidence while moving forward into the season. But what about Cassandra that really stood out to you in this matchup, AJ?
1: It's just seeing it her just, just being involved in a lot of the plays that America were going up um, into the final third, just getting herself a pass, trying to either do a cross, um, a through ball, short pass, long pass, anything that she can do this to help her team score that goal. She was in it throughout the entire time. You see, when she scored that goal, it, like you mentioned, just did her really wonders. builds up her confidence, and that's the confidence she's going to need throughout the rest of the season. From here, looking at the stats, she's uh, recovered 12, um, 12 balls. Um, her precision passes at 82%, and she even nabbed herself in assist, which is really good to see. And this is a position that you mentioned, that she's trying to get herself accustomed to. I feel like with as the seasons go by and as the games go by, she embraces that position more and more. She is a center mid, but it seems like she was playing as the center attacking mid role because she's originally a forward, and usually if you want to have an attacking player that want to play in the midfield, you play as a center attacking mid. It seems like she's embracing that. And the tactics especially that way where, Oh, stop. Oh, my God, Agent. No, stop. Well, he did, <laughs> con- he did convert it to a center-attacking mid, but no, but what Harrington's doing with, with his tactics and how he's implementing it, it feels like Cassandra Carlos is just doing really well and, uh, with his tactics and what she's doing on the pitch.
0: Definitely. And I think it, it is a player that, it, you know, can grow into a, a much more I- influential player in that midfield if she does end up kind of, you know, growing into the position and, and learning more day by day, which I think she is under under Harrington. We'll have to wait to see what happens. But so far, kudos for her, because I think it's important that we get her back on track and she can be one of our most dangerous players going forward as well. So be interesting to see what happens with her after this goal. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, the midfield goes, I, I think they had a much well-rounded game. Like you mentioned, AJ kept their shape, kept things moving for the team. Um, and, and it's not to say that, yeah, we won this game 3-0, but I'm pretty sure we had more chances to convert this game into much even bigger scale. So it 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 it's going to show that things are working in that midfield. What, what Harrington wants out of these ladies is slowly but surely coming out, and I think that's the most important part of it all. So, um. Good stuff on that. And now let's talk about a player that, again, everyone's probably been waiting for us to talk about. And that is uh, our star forward up top. She is scoring goals for fun at this point. Uh, well, not really because it's two for two. But uh, what a start. What an impact to the season she's had so far coming into America. Kiana Palacio is getting yet on the score sheet again for America, making it two for two in her start at the Liga MX Femenil. What can we talk, what can we say about Kiana that hasn't already been said?
1: Just as Harrington mentioned on his um, press conference that she's a great player. She understands what she needs to do in order to help her team win. And just in the system that he is creating at America, she just seems to get right into it. Like She fits in perfect like that missing puzzle of the beast up front from last season. We've been trying to find a goal scorer for us. While we had Daniel Espinosa, just did not have the grace of the season. So then when we brought Kiana Falas, saying, can she be the play that we've been looking for up front? the true number nine? It seems like we found that true number nine. Well, it's early in the season, but so far, you mentioned two for two. She's doing pretty well. And just that goal that she scored and the celebration, again, that we get to see from her flag and eagle, Jocelyn joined in this time. And I wonder how many more uh, America players are going to be joining that celebration, but just great things to see from Kiana. It's amazing. Definitely.
0: No, yeah. And, and it's great because she's definitely come into this and, and she's adapted into the culture very quickly. She understands the fans. She understands the pressure. She understands what's being asked of her, not only from her coach, but from the institution. Uh, and she's been delivering so far, you know, again, granted two games. Let's put a little bit of uh, pause on 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 the hype because she has to continue to be. You know, the word we love to use so much on the podcast, consistent. And, um, you know, things are things are going well for her. Uh, as long as she can stay healthy, as long as the team can continue to supply her with some crosses, with some chances, I'm pretty sure she's more than capable of taking those opportunities. So, again, Kiana... Or more than the static that you are in an America jersey and more so that you are scoring because I think that's the most important part out of it, right? A little bit of that pressure is being relieved. Now let's talk about a player that maybe hasn't seen so much of the spotlight AJ, but I think that maybe under the shadows, she's been having a quite decent performance or at least a start to the season. And that is Danny is uh Danny Espinosa. Right as someone that was always at the front for and center of America also being, you know, the all time leading goal scorer hasn't really gotten herself all, uh, off on the score sheet, but honestly, I think that she's doing very just fine with the role that Harrington's giving her again. She's not so much at the forefront of this because Kiana Palacios is, but something is just working. And I think that, I think, We'll get to see an even better Danny that we've seen in the past season under Harrington with this new role. But I don't know. What do you think, AJ?
1: Um, I like it actually. Maybe this released some of the pressure that she had from previous seasons. Is when she when um Lucera Cuevas left the we just all looked towards Espinosa Espinosa, her, her partner, grabbing, just saying, "You're up next. Now you're going to be the one scoring the goals for us." While she has been score goal um scoring goals for us in previous season, I feel like the season um before when she had in the Ligue against Rayaz, I felt like that had a sh- that um, shattered her confidence, and then even from last thing, when she did manage to um, bag in five goals, it just seems it wasn't enough. And I feel like with the new role that she's playing in the right midfield, I feel like she's doing just fine as is while you mentioned not getting yourself on the, on the goal scoring sheet just yet. we will see a goal from soon enough, which I would say maybe, who knows, maybe it could be against Quereto when she gets her number of the sheep. But just like the new role. Maybe this will be some of the pressure off that she's had from previous seasons she can now definitely support all of her teams her teammates out on the pitch and just doing what she, what she does best she's played this position on the national team and, I've, and now that she's embracing on on at club level it's nice to see and it seems like there really isn't nothing wrong like while two games in so far she's starting to play in that position more instead of her playing as the number nine but she's doing good so far in my opinion
0: I like it. I like it. I think she's going to find a way to grow into it and, and, and really be the number 10 that maybe we, we really need in this America side. So, uh, Ivan, again, saying here, it's two games, though. Someone has to drag defenders, which is just mm-hmm. as important, which I think is 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 very much true with what he has to say. Again, just two games in have to be a little bit um, more... What's the word I'm looking for? I guess I guess really you, you, you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's too, really early, and especially with the teams that we were playing, you know, let's take a quick of a pause and, and let's reflect a little bit later down the road. But so far, so good. Things are looking promising, and that's the thing that we really, really like to see. Um, and yeah, I, I, something that really struck me, AJ, was the halftime substitutions. Um, and not just that, but the fact that you brought in two of your more younger players to play, what was it, 15, uh, 15-ish minutes afterwards? Uh, when Renata and, um, and uh, who else Zyra came up,
1: Yeah, Zaira. And Zaira, yes,
0: yes, yes. So they got about, what, 15-ish minutes? Mm-hmm, yep. Which I, I think was important that, you know, game was already wrapped up. He said, you know what, let's put in the youngsters, let's have them eat up some minutes I don't know. I, I thought the halftime substitutions was was interesting. I want to hear your take on that, and also what you thought about him bringing on two of the more youngsters in, into the squad.
1: Well, it seems like he just wants to get everyone minutes. You know, you play at the este- you are playing at the Azteca after all. It's been quite some time since you last played. I feel like he's just giving every player an opportunity to go get some minutes out there, see what you can do. If you don't score a goal, well, that's okay. If you're helping your team out throughout the entire other 45 minutes, that's great. Just see so you can kind of like look at Daniela Flores. She almost did nab herself a brace, just got really unlucky when she received across from one of her teammates, and then her other shot hits the post. Unfortunate. Um, Maya Pelayo, one of the signings from last season, she she did she did all right in this game. She was one, um, I'd say even one of our best players from last season as well. But hey, get yourself some minutes and just to see the youngsters like Caira Moreno and Renata Huerta, it's good. We're gonna need to fulfill the requirements for the um for the players that are under 17. So and it's good. And it's just nice to see as well that plays like these they could potentially be the future at America Feminine where you'll probably see them at some point later down the road starting for us in, the, in future games. So it's just nice to, it's just nice to see them um playing and he used all five substitutions actually in his game which is something I don't think I've seen America feminine do that much at all ever since we've applied the five um substitution rule now in the league, so it's nice to see, and I really have no complaints about the substitutions he made
0: Yeah, me neither, oddly enough everything seemed to make sense right, even those half-ten substitutions, I was like you know what, it makes sense, right, let them get out there, let them try to chase their goal you had that advantage and you knew that you were kind of bringing in like for like talent. So it was, um, it was interesting. I liked it. And, and I really, really did enjoy seeing him put in the youngsters. I thought, you know, game's pretty much said and done. No need to risk some of these players. Let these girls go out there and showcase their talent. Um, and I like you mentioned, you're at the Azteca, enjoy yourself, have some fun. You're a youngster, go out there and do your thing. So I really, really liked some of these substitutions that were made. Um, and the players that got in, I think they, you know, they did 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 a pretty decent job, and we'll see what 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 happens moving forward. But again, Harrington doing a pretty good job so far, impressing the Americanismo. If if I do say so myself, AJ.
1: Um, yeah, Marlines as they call him because everyone keeps saying he's a Marlines look and look, look alike, and then when <laughs> I look at him, it, it's like yeah. I'm gonna of it. Like I guess so, does. but yeah, no, From, it's just different great angles. Two two for two so far, six points. We're in first place right now. You can't really go wrong at the moment. You
0: can't complain too much. Can't complain too much, but there is still a lot of mountain to climb before we get to the promised land, and I think he knows that, and the ladies know that as well. And it all has to continue with get it, that away on the road, and we'll get to that game in just a second. But as far as the game against Puebla goes at the Estadio Azteca, we wrap it up with a 3-0 victory. Again, the clean sheet I think is the most important part. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think – Renata Macherelli had too much of, of a crazy day at the office, right?
1: Eh, not too much. I mean, the only thing she had to do more was really just think of them, all the possible idea for memes with photos she got on Twitter. So she had more work at doing that than on the pitch, which is a good thing. So
0: Always a positive note. And we'll talk a little bit more about Renata Macherelli and what she said in her press conference ahead of the Queretaro matchup. I think that's going to be an interesting one. Um, but as as far as that goes, pretty much wraps it up right there America from New ends up winning three to zero at home at this three points secured first clean sheet of the season hopefully many to come and that is how we wrap up the jornada two for our ladies moving on into the third jornada which again I mentioned away on the road we'll talk about that game in just a second but before we do move on into our next segment I do want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Focal and if you guys haven't done so already make sure you guys check out footcall.com. use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off again that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off all football products and let me tell you that ladies and gentlemen what they are doing over there at football right now it is impeccable AJ I don't know if you've noticed this or if you've seen what they just dropped in the past couple of days I'm not just talking today because they dropped something really big today but I'm talking about that baseball and I know this is soccer centric podcast but that baseball concept jersey that they have now made available for pre-order now that is something special AJ
1: I need to count myself one of those. Honestly, right now, I mean, I already, I do have this got a Thunder Mexico kit on the back, on the back of me right now. I just need more of that because, hey, people were wondering where can we get the softball jerseys at. No one said, and I, and the football step up and said, "Say less, we got you." And look what definitely. they Definitely. So I'm definitely picking three up of three of those things. So.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then of course, you know, the big one being the the collaboration that they just dropped with the plastic SG, that beautiful pink kit. I mean, what more could you ask for? Really, really good collaboration. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off that product. The other products we didn't talk about all these products, you can get 10% off again. Discount code EEP at checkout. Thank you again, call for sponsoring today's episode. All right, AJ. Moving on into things in and around the world of Copa for our ladies. Any news, anything uh, any updates, anything going on in around?
1: Um, so to start things off with injury reports. So um a report asked about Diane Garcia and Ale- Alexandra Godinez and Craig Haraty just said that we do they are working on a on a program day to day basis. They he does not have a timetable to when they could possibly return. And I just feel like it's just a thing that just stills annoying you. Why can't we just get an odd uh, thing from their Twitter that just simply says, yes, Diane Garcia is injured with, insert the type of injury here, will be out from, insert days or weeks or a month here. But we did get a confirmation from Harrington, and we're hoping to see them recover as soon as possible. Uh, with the other news, Stephanie Ribeiro, the Brazilian-American um, striker, she's finally registered with the team on the website. Um I wish it was a Brazilian flag I get to see, but it's an American flag because she, she is born in the United States with Brazilian parents. So it's nice to see, but Harrington also said in the press conference that he does not know when she will be making her debut, but she has been working with the team in training, and he cannot wait to see what she can do on the pitch. And I'm just imagining right now, Ribeiro and Kian is up front if he decides to go with two forwards up front. Or even on the bench. That's so much firepower right there. You have there already. You got Danny Flo. And you have Rivero right there. If you need to swap switch on Palacios.
0: Yeah. I mean. I don't think we're going to be short on strikers anytime soon. Right. I mean you can also put Danny in that position. You can also make the argument for Maida Pelayo at times. Um, So I mean look. That we have some firepower, we have some firepower. It's just utilizing it to our advantage that needs to work. And I think some internal competition will do us good. I really want to see what this is going to bring out of Danny Flo. I think this competition is going to bring out the best in her. And I don't know. I, I think we could see some good stuff coming from from Blue if, uh, if, if all things go well. But again, can't wait to see the debut of our new uh, Brazilian-American striker. And it should be an interesting one, a fun one at that if, you know, Harrington is, you know, Talking the way that he is about her. And I think he is a player that fits his system well. And we'll have to wait and see. But things are looking promising, AJ.
1: Mm-hmm. And then with the Renata share, uh, press conference, she was asked um, numerous questions. And there were one of the to like how was last season compared to this season. And she said that we hit rock bottom last season. And every América Femini fan can tell you that it was a very dark time for them. They cannot allow what happened Again, from last season, you want to leave them in the past and make sure that never happens again. And just saying that um, the way that Harrington is implementing the tactic of Pera is completely different for what she seen from her time at America, which is a very good thing to see. And another question, just saying that um, how she is as a goalkeeper. And she says, that I feel that I have the ability to save and have to improve a lot, which we're seeing in with every game. She proves more and more, which is great to see. And she's required to be the best of the best. As we mentioned here on the podcast, I said she's the top five goalkeeper. And for you, she's number one in the entire league. And I feel like that's her goal at the very end of the day, to be the best of the best goalkeepers in this entire league. Though she did say her lo- the long-distance shots, she knows that she shows in that, and we've seen that. But it's a, that's something she is looking to improve every single day and to prevent shots like that from happening on the pitch. Then
0: another question. Oh, go on. Now, that that was good. That's one of the points I wanted to talk about. But hey, Renata Mesheli, if you ever want to practice long shots, I am more than available to help and train at any time, at any cost. But I do like knowing that she is owning to that. um, What's the word? I don't want to call it a disability because it's not a disability, but more that weakness in her game. A struggle. right? The long shot. Yeah, that struggle that she has. Which, let's face it, all, mostly all Leah Mekhi's goalkeepers face in in reality is those long shots, those top bins, quote unquote. But I don't think it's impossible because if you see her jump, she can reach the post. It's not like she jumps and she can't even hit the post, right? So this is this is doable. This is workable. But I like the fact that she's owned up to it. I like the fact that she said, you know what, I I. I own up to it. They've been my mistakes and I know that I can do better and I'm working towards being better. I think those are the signs of a very promising goalkeeper of someone that is saying, you know what? I know I'm good, but I can be better. And so really, really I I applaud her for doing that because I've come out here and I've cooked her a couple of times because of those goals, but just come out and she responded. And she said, you know what? I own up to it. They're my bad. And I'm working on, on fixing these these little mistakes, these little hiccups. So that's a very good. Time. What what's what's another thing you had for us, AJ?
1: Um, just say that how they're taking every game, like throughout the entire season. She's saying that I handle the pressure game by game to not accelerate and to improve the number of goals and and in um, favor. where look how we have so far. We have scored five goals in two games, which is great to see. And we're looking and she are is looking to see the team improve that more and to not concede as many goals. As you know, when you concede a goal. Your defense is gonna look shaky. Like in that game against Santos, everyone really thought, "Are we gonna struggle now?" And just two minutes later, we respond with a goal. And that's what she, Renata Macher is just trying to do: just having that defense and her herself to do everything that they possibly can to prevent themselves from conceding any goals, which is you something you always like to hear from your goalkeeper. And then the last thing they're just asked, like, "How's this era for her character?" And this is the and she said that the new era of the New America side. Is very is going to be interesting to see and looking forward to, it. and how the offensive power that we have in this team is very strong and correct. Because look at the players that we're having up front that every team is going to have to face for the rest of the season.
0: Definitely, and then you know I think she I think she spoke very well of the new manager as. Any player would, right? Of course. Uh, but, but there was some, uh, it, you know, you hear her tone in, in the voice of, of, of how she was, you know, explaining things. Uh, she believes every word she, she said. And so that's, that's very motivating. That's very kind of, you know, re- reassuring as far as from the fan base that, you know, they know that at least the team believes in this new manager and, and from what he's implementing, and little by little, I think we're going to see the locker room go back to the way that we know it and we, it used to be. So, hopefully, you know, Harrington can continue to do his part. And the ladies have to do theirs as well. So, you know, it, it's a two-way street in this this department. And we'll have to wait and see what happens in regards to that. But, uh, yeah, this pretty much wraps up all the news in around the world we'll of Coapa, right, AJ? Mm-hmm. All righty then. Well, um, if that's the case, then AJ, let's move on into our very next segment and our last segment of today's episode, which is the preview against Queretaro, which is tomorrow's matchup. AJ, that game is going to be at uh, three p.m. Pacific Standard Time, five Central, eight. Uh, no, excuse me, six Eastern. I'm literally trying to move it a couple more hours. Um, another Friday night game, AJ. Another Friday night game. This one on the road at the Estadio uh, Corregidora. The ladies, again, not the most favorable in that position on the road away at Queretaro. But it's under new manager. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But how are you coming into this game? I know that, you know, the, the simple answer is confident, right? Because these last two victories have left us with a very good taste in our mouth. But I feel like we need to pump the brakes a little bit and be a little bit more objective. Knowing how Queretaro have been and... and, and Andrew, you'll know better than me exactly how they're coming into this game. But knowing that, and knowing that they have home advantage, I feel like this game isn't as easy as people make it out to be for America.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. Queretaro, they're just a side where they just always want to cause trouble to the other team and make it as difficult as possible. Their first game of the season, they did concede against Ayala, but they responded back in the 36th minute. From there, they just seemed to took over completely in that second half against just You didn't really give them much of an idea to do, and against Atlas, they almost had a disappoint. They almost disappointed them. They didn't have actually get them to score an own goal to give themselves the lead. Though so they ended up losing the end. They're just a team that always are looking to get trouble, especially under Carla Rossi, where she did take this team to the Liguilla um two seasons ago and gave an upset to Atlas. So I feel like there's gonna be no different this time around. Just it's it's been a tough start for Queretaro this season. But they're going to be doing everything to their ability to just stop America and cause them trouble. In a way, you know how it was last season for them, especially during a very tough season. It was not great to see. But he did manage to beat them last time at the Correia Dora, 2-1. Yeah,
0: and look, I think this is going to be a true test of everything that's been building up in and around from preseason to the first two games at the Estadio Azteca. All of that has to culminate in this game against that away on the road because I think this is your real true test coming into the season because at first you get two home games. That's actually pretty favorable in my position, right? I don't think we've had that in in a pretty good chunk of time, especially at the side of Seca. So, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But again, this is an interesting game where I think they need to plant themselves correctly. They need to continue to do what they've been doing. They can't shy away from that because again, you know, you keep repeating and you get that muscle memory. And I think that's exactly what Harrington wants these ladies to do is continue to ingrain that tactic. So that way it comes natural to them playing on the pitch with each other. But again, you mentioned that Queretaro is the type of side that wants to disrupt, that wants to kind of get in between the lines and really kind of mess things up for you. That mean That said, they're not going to be an easy side. They're not going to be a team that you can just easily walk into their house and completely destroy them. Whilst that may be a possibility, and who knows, we might see that. I'd highly doubt that that's the Queretaro side that we're going to get. Again, we know how these teams play against América. You know, it's it's do or die for them in that situation, and Queretaro is going to be no different than any other team that faces us this season. So again, I'm expecting them to come out. You know, show a little bit of you know dagger, and 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 see what they can do against us. But if the ladies play the game that they've been playing moving the ball around, making the runs that they have, finding the players that they're doing, not necessarily playing that kickball soccer that we used to see so much from them and keeping the ball down and being a little bit more daring with their passing. I think this could be a game that we could see, you know, a player like Dani Espinoza take advantage and maybe get herself a goal, um, you know, once already has been off on the score sheet as well. So this is a player that hopefully can be instrumental in that department. But so far, you know, We'll, we'll see how things go. But for you, AJ, what's, what, what's crucial for America Feminine going into this game in order to get the victory?
1: It's just really just to um, apply all that pressure to Querétaro. They know how they're going to play. They played them last season. Many of these players know exactly how Querétaro is going to play like. But we have, a new mag- we have a new manager now. We're playing with different tactics. still, so it seems like in this case, they just themselves into the game from the get-go and really just continue playing that singing that they've been doing in the past two games of the season so far already. If ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't try to switch anything up. Or maybe they may have a new trick up their sleeves. But just for this team to just keep just, just keep that confidence going, that consistency that we just like to see from this team. And this time around, it's a it's a completely different spot under um, a different manager. And I just love to see from this America Feminine to just bring the game to Queretaro. Really just don't give them any kind of breathing space. It's going to be our first away game of the season. Parents is going to be away from the Azteca and the rest of the team. See how they can do this time around against a side that's very hungry to get their first win of the season. But in the goal in mind for America Feminine, let's keep winning. We're not going to stop here now. We're not going to settle for a draw. We're going to show the team what we should show Gerento to why they should fear us. And look how they've been doing their in their two games. Just keep, just keep continuing um, those results that we've been having.
0: I agree with you. I agree. And, and we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But you just mentioned it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So now I'm curious as to hear your predicting starting 11 for this game against Queretaro.
1: I'm really saying it. I feel like this is our starting 11 you're going to see throughout the rest of the season. And if, if again, I'll just repeat Renata Mascioli, your back force consists of Karen Luna, Jane Farias, Jocelyn R.A. ahead, Monica Rodriguez. Midfield's going to be Monse on the left, Danny Spinosa on the right. Your two center midfields will be Eva Gonzalez and Cascuevas. And then up front, you're going to have Maria Maleon and Kiana Palacios.
0: Interesting. Again, nothing's changed from the first or the second jornada. And I think it would be foolish to even try to move it right now at this point. You're cementing something. You're building something. And it has to start with that consistency of a starting 11. And hopefully these ladies continuously give you that consistency on the pitch so that there is no need to move any of these pieces around for whatever reason. So again, promising stuff if it is that starting 11 because we know what these ladies are capable of doing when on the pitch. I mean, we just mentioned the importance of Cas Cueva getting that goal and what that's going to do catapulting, catapulting her forward into the season. What can she do in this game in that midfield is going to be vital because, of course, Eva's going to try to secure as much as she can on the defensive side of things. But as far as creative things go, I think Gas has to find like a little bit of pockets of spaces that she can then fil- uh, you know, filter a ball through or maybe herself even run into in order to make something happen. And then, of course, Kiana Palacio, she's on a bit of a hot streak right now. Two for two. Can she make it three for three, AJ?
1: Yes, I definitely get it. She's definitely scoring. She's she's going to continue it. No one's going to stop. Definitely.
0: Top. All right. I like it. I like it. And that's, I think, the confidence that we need to come into this game. And Kiana Palacio's too. I'm not saying overconfidence because we've known and we've seen what happens with America sides that come into a game overconfident, thinking that they've won the game just because of the jersey that they're wearing. But coming into this one, knowing that, you know what, we've been playing good. We've been doing good. Let's keep that ball rolling, right? knowing that they are, quote-unquote, the more favorable side because of the talent displayed on the pitch. But again, you have to go out there, you have to earn it, and you have to look for it. You have to beat the other team, and hopefully that they end up doing it properly. Again, I think an early goal would be absolutely vital for America in order to kind of, like we mentioned, open the floodgates. But again, this get said, I don't know how wide open we're going to be able to pry them. In the first opening minutes, you never know in this league things surprisingly happen in weird and odd ways, and we might need a thirty-yard screamer in order for things to open up. But as long as we get that first goal, it's having that mentality that we've seen with the Semitic side is that's not enough. We got to push for more, and we got to push for more and more and more. And I think that the said herself in in that uh, in that pressure is that in this league goal differentials and and how many you concede and how many you score are Detrimental sometimes, and so they know that the importance of a game is to go out there and completely score as much goals as you can, right? And the thing we've always said is that we want this team to be as consistent as they can be in front of goal. Take those chances, be more clinical, and we're starting to see that slowly, building slowly, and hopefully, you know, turn out to be a a huge success date later down the road. But you mentioned AJ. I think that confidence is going to be important. And that pressure that they continuously give is going to be important. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, what else would you add on in regards to this preview, AJ?
1: Um, Getra have scored in every game so far, despite them drawing and losing. They, I feel like in this game, they're gonna definitely get a goal themselves on America. It might not be in the prettiest of ways. It could be and. In- a form of an own goal or of a dead ball situation. But I just, feel, I just feel it from this Cerezo side. They're hungry. They want to cause an upset. They all they gave to the top team to some of the top teams in this league a hard time. So I would see no different with it being with a with a this time around. They're definitely going to give it their all.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, I think a, a clean sheet then would be vital, right, to keep them off the score sheet and then be the first thing to so far in the season. Claim that little bit of a victory over the rest, so we'll have to wait and see. But interesting enough, you never know. But uh, again, I think what Janelle, Farías, and Justin are doing in the back uh, it, is—it's very much applaudable. I think they're holding their own, and I think that they're really—you know—starting to build a, a wall that is going to be pretty hard to get by for any player, regardless of who you are. So, again. It's, you got to keep building that wall and you got to keep cementing it and it has to continue in this game against Querétaro so we'll have to wait and see what happens in, in that regards but you're right AJ promising stuff here to, to keep an eye out on um, I don't really think I have anything else to add on to this game except AJ will this be broadcasted? We'll be able to watch it or do we got to go into the deep dark web to try to find something
1: deep dark web buddy old pal so get ready
0: Oof, that's not fun. But, uh, again, AJ will try to do his best to give us an insight as to where we can watch this game. Again, if you're at home or if you're at work, excuse me, like I will be tomorrow, uh, make sure you guys keep up on our Twitter. AJ's going to be doing his best to keep you guys minute-by-minute action, minute-by-minute live reaction, and everything going on and around that game. He's going to have you guys covered, hopefully, plenty and plenty of goals to talk about. But, again, that game is going to be live, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 5 central and of course 6 eastern we'll be live for people in Mexico maybe not so much for people here in the states but again we'll have to find a way to see if we can get that game going but again is going to have you guys cover so again follow, follow us all over on our social media whether that be Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Podcast. we get, keep you guys up to date with everything all things America from Femina and all things Club America so if you guys don't want to miss a second of it make sure you guys go follow us click that little bell notification so you guys Get alerted every single time we tweet, every single time we post, every single time something happens, we will have you guys covered in that department. But all right, AJ, to wrap things up, I want to hear your prediction for the game tomorrow at the Corregidora, Querida versus America.
1: I'm going with a 2-1 victory for America.
0: 2-1 victory. I am going to go with a 2-0 victory, which which is a bit extreme if you think about it. On the road, first game on the road with carrington at, at the helm of everything should be an interesting one but again i think we're more than capable of doing it but it all depends on how the game unfolds but i do think we can bag ourselves another clean sheet and hey two goals to walk away from the corregidora it's not bad at all but can't wait. yeah i mean we can't wait either again these ladies are on a bit of a hot quote-unquote hot streak but it's only been two games you got to keep it going. Because like we mentioned, this is the more favorable side of the season. So you got to take advantage.
1: Right so. all the way until Pachuca, which will paint to be a very fun game because, well, we're going to see a former America feminine player starting for them. And Oof. also, we get to see Charlie and Coral play against us. So that's going to be very fun. and hard Definitely.
0: Really, really real fun. But all right, AJ, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. Anything else to add on in, uh, or anything else to say?
1: Uh, Kian Palacios score those two goals. You're you getting your name and number on the back of my jersey. Now I gotta decide if it's gonna be the home or the away jersey. I'm getting it for. So
0: hey, we'll have to wait and see. Let's see if she ho- if she scores a hat trick. I'm though. You're getting them on both.
1: Okay, so be it.
0: So be it. There you, you're the first here, Kiana Palacios. You scored three goals against Querétaro tomorrow, and AJ will put Kiana Palacios' name on both the home and away jersey. Well, there you guys have it. With that for without said, we'll be back next week to talk things more. America family give you guys a heads up on the following week, and we'll recap the game against Querétaro. Uh, in regards to what is going on next, AJ, who do we have? We're going to be playing against Toluca. Oh, that should be a fun one. That should be an interesting one. We'll have you guys covered in that aspect as well. But all right, AJ, that pretty much wraps it up for us. We'll be back next week again, like I mentioned, to talk all things Lady Aguilas. Again, to all of you guys out there, all of you guys listening and tuning in, thank you so much. Hopefully the ladies can continue to do what they've been doing so far this season, and that is winning, hopefully, a lot more glory things to come in this new era under. Carrington, aka Carrington, but alrighty then. You guys have a wonderful time. See you guys. Please wear your mask. AJ, again, thank you so much for coming out. And as always, America. Good night,
1: ladies and gentlemen. This was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one source for all things Club America in English.